Hey, yo, everybody. So, oh, man, I haven't been on here in a few days. Well, holidays, all that stuff comes up. Can't really help it. Um, right now, I'm on my my uh, extra day off I get for, you know, it being New Year's Eve or New Year's Day yesterday. So, hurry to that. I'm going to talk about something today that might piss some people off. But I want to make this very, very, very fucking clear. Okay? Everything I'm saying right now is 100% anecdotal. Granite is 100% anecdotal throughout my entire life. For the past 10 plus years of working in and around the bar industry. It's like, that's not the main job, but my side hustles have all been through bars. I've been friends with a lot of bar owners. I know how things go. I've been friends with a lot of bartenders. I know how things go. My fiance is a bar manager at a local bar. And she busts her ass and she does a good fucking job. The problem that I'm having is like it is now 4.38 a.m. I'm up for the day. I've actually been up since like 2.30. She's normally home around 3 from the bar. And uh, she didn't get home till about 3.45. And uh, I've noticed uh, there's a trend, but I'm going to make this very clear. It's not a large portion of it doesn't have anything to do with race. I'm saying that because a lot of people are going to call me racist for making this episode. Honestly, I don't really give a fuck. Okay. If you are, if you have any experience with any type of dive bars, bars that are just like kind of hole in the walls, like little, you know, they're not the top end trendy bars or nothing like that. Um, if you're rich enough that all you do is go out to the clubs, the rich, to the ritzy clubs, to the really preppy fucking places, all that stuff. Like in my town, there's three bars that have two, three bouncers on duty 24 fucking seven. So they handle everything. Anybody that comes and tries to come in, it doesn't matter if, what, if you're in a biker gang or some ghetto-ass gang, you're taken care of and you're rejected. They don't tolerate that shit at all. But there's plenty of bars that just want to have nice, regulars, good conversation, all that. And then, like, a whole posse of people, you know, 10 deep will roll in. And anybody that's been around, especially in my city as long as we have, we can tell when it's a gang. Whether it be a biker gang or whether it be a actual gangbangers, or whatever. Oh, we see it coming. Oh, hell, here we go. Because it's always the same damn thing that happens. Okay? Now, granted, the reason I say it's not complete, uh, uh, there's, I don't say it's not race-related at all, is because the majority of these instances that this stuff's happened, if it's a biker gang, like a bunch of white dudes coming in, you might get two or three of them being really disrespectful to the bartender, really an asshole to regular patrons, to regulars, all that, running people out of the bar, and that's it. Those three people normally get handled by their buddies, right? If it's a West Side gangbang bar, that gangbangers that are all black, you'd be lucky if one of them just stays quiet and doesn't, doesn't treat the bartender like shit. Now, before you say, oh, well, you know, maybe the bartender's being racist. I have known black bartenders that have had this the same damn thing happen. 
It doesn't matter. And they hate when those groups come in just as much because they'll order 12 to $24 drinks and not tip them at all. No tips, all night. Being run ragged, running around like crazy, asking, can I have some uh, styrofoam cup? For what? I just want it. No, the only reason you want it is so that you can pour uh, pour some drinks that you have in your, uh, bottles that you have in your, your coat, you know? And you can drink for free at the bar, you know, with whatever you brought in, which is illegal. And constantly trying to take beer and, beer and drinks out of the bar. Constantly walking back and forth and doing drug deals in the parking lot. And then when, and it happened tonight, but it's happened on plenty of other occasions, in my recollection, um, I don't know how many bartenders I know, including my fiance right tonight, that almost got shot because she got had enough of it and said, you all need to leave. Everybody needs to leave. I'm closing the bar. We're done. And then they start threatening to shoot her because she ain't giving them what they want. <clears throat> now, I made an episode way back when I first started doing this podcast thing about this subject because it was a very contentious subject because it's like how do you really talk about how a specific race on mass acts at a, at a bar how do you talk about that without sounding fucking racist well i mean you really can't but at the same time if you're in that industry people coming in and acting like that creates a bunch of racists like, I'm smart enough, and I have enough uh, enough experience to know that it's like, I'm glad because three of the regulars that were at the bar tonight that stopped those motherfuckers and helped, helped my fiancé kick them out of the bar without having to call the police were black. So it's like, I know. Black people aren't all bad. They're not all ignorant assholes. Just like I know not all white people are assholes. Or anybody else. But... When it always, when it's always the case that they go into a bar, they act however the fuck they want, they treat the bartender like shit, and still expect and don't tip them at all, period, and still expect to have like five star service, um, and then they run everybody else out of the bar. The only reason the three regulars that were still there to help kick them out, I honestly think tonight, was because they were black. <laughs> what my fiance was telling me was that. The uh, other regulars, they go sit down at a place, and they and the other guys, the guys that came in, the group that came in, would just walk over and just be loud and obnoxious and not and you know laughing and jumping around. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to knock into you and shit like that. Until they got frustrated and they're just like fuck it, and they moved someplace else. And they'd follow them until they left the bar. Like they were just trying to kick out all the white people. And hmm, my fiance was the only white person left, and they're treating her like shit. You know, even one of the regulars told told my fiance, they're racist as fuck. They were trying to get rid of all the white people, and you were the only one left, and so they were just treating you like shit. And this is the thing. It's not the first time I've seen this in my city, right? I've worked with 12 different bars over the past 13 years, and probably close to 50, 60 bartenders. Because generally speaking in this town, if you're a bartender, you're a bartender, like the bartenders have been around, there are some revolving doors that try it once or try it twice and they don't try it anymore, but a lot of them stay being a bartender, mostly because I'm in Illinois and 
if you get a felony, which some of these women have, you can't get a regular job. doesn't matter if they hire felons or not. They will never hire you. You know, part of the fucked up thing about Illinois. Well, I shouldn't say that. That's a legal system thing anyway. And this is why I say, like, I understand that there are certain things that happen in life that kind of can force you down a certain path of shit. You know, it's like my fiance would probably still be working in a factory if she hadn't got, got caught the felony a few years back. It is what it is. You know, it wasn't even a felony in this state. It was a felony in another state. And honestly, if you want the details, it's because she hosted a party uh, with a friend of hers and somebody brought a minor in that got drunk and she didn't even know she was there, but because it was her name on the lease of the apartment, she gets charged for it. So, it is what it is. And then that state she was in, in Missouri, um, providing alcohol or drugs to minors is a felony. So, that's what she got. But because that happened, now she can't get a job anywhere. At all. Ever. So, And for the people that hear this and like, oh, there's programs. Yes, we've tried them all. Trust me. For the first year and a half, we're going to be in Herbert together. I tried, I looked up on the list on the .gov website for Illinois of all the companies that hire in Illinois, no regardless of what felony you have. And she applied to every single one of them, had great interviews. As soon as her background check came back and they said that she, they saw that she had, she had a felony in Missouri and she was currently still on probation. Because if you're on probation, you could always just randomly break, violate probation and get sent back to Missouri, so they didn't want her. So she had to, she has five years of probation for that shit. So she has to wait five years before she can get a regular job. And she still has the felony on her record, so she's still stuck with the same 12 companies that she could work for. Only five of which are in our town that are within driving distance. But this is what pisses me off, is that in every instance, it doesn't matter if the bartender is black, it doesn't matter if it's guy or girl, it doesn't matter you know, if they're white or whatever, they start getting pissed off at their antics and how they're treating the place because glasses were broken tonight and in other instances they were stolen. Shit was just <clears throat> other people out in the parking lot who were harassed. Somebody got mugged the very last time this shit happened at another bar three blocks away from me. You know, It's like from one of the people. And then they came in with the woman's purse and was going through it at the bar, it's like, are you fucking stupid? And then tried to cover up the picture of her ID when he was trying to get, they were trying to get carded. It's like, are you fucking stupid? And I say, well, yeah, there's, there's some bad apples out there. Yeah, there is. The problem is, is that when it comes down to gangs, and I'll say this, if it's like, say, I'm not going to name any specific ones, but like if there's a biker biker gang that comes into your into your bar and decides this is going to be our bar, they kind of push out all the regulars. They might pay decent, they might tip well, but they start still end up pushing out all the regulars. And there's always going to be a few apples in that bunch that are fucking assholes. And there's some biker biker gangs that the whole gang is an asshole. Let's be honest. And it turns into a territorial thing. Some other gang comes in. And then you have to worry about shootouts in the parking lot. Fuck that shit, dude. Fuck that shit. 
it's the same thing as a game banger game from the west side west side or even a south side south side uh latino gang or something like that they move in say well this is our bar they treat everybody that isn't that isn't doesn't look like them like shit and even the ones that do look like them they treat like shit it's like and then if you say anything about it like Tonight, and every other time this has ever fucking happened that I've heard about or been there to witness, when the bartender said, okay, I'm done, I'm closing up, everybody get the hell out, they start calling a racist. It's like, motherfuckers, you guys were just running every other person out of the bar that didn't look like you. And you're calling the bartender racist because she's sick of your shit, your disrespectful attitude. It's like, I'm sorry. I don't try to look at it as a race thing. That's why I keep on bringing up the biker gang thing, too. My personal experience with biker gangs is that they're a lot more hospitable than than any other type of gang. But, or a lot more hospitable, I think I said less. A lot more hospitable. And they treat the bartenders a lot better. And the property of the bar a lot better. But, still. It's like, I don't, I'm here right now as a man that had to listen to my fiance come home shaking because she thought she was going to get shot and she could probably still could get shot one of them could come back later on in the week and everything with all their buddies and as soon as she gives mad at you they could shoot her right in the face you know that's happened before in my town so i'm looking at it like you can't like what do you do in that situation you know like i'm honestly asking you know a lot of bars i know in the past that have had problems with gangbangers they just start closing down every night at 9 at 9 p.m they do that for long enough, and the gangbangers realize, oh, they're not open as late as we want to go out, so we just stop. they just stop coming, you know? So it's like, that's like the seems to be the only thing. Or like tripling the price of the top-end liquor, because all they drink is top-end liquor. They just don't tip for shit, you know? Which also drives me nuts, because it's like I hear all the time about how certain people are social, social and economically disaffected but they'll buy 24 24 quad shots like <laughs> they'll run up like two three hundred dollars on a fucking tab you know in like not even 10 minutes it's like i don't a group of them will like well okay you're so disaffected but you can come in you can come in and, and slap down you know three times what a normal person a regular would would slap down on uh, drinking in less time than a regular drinking all night would rack up, you know? It's like, okay, okay. And it's like, I'm sorry. It's like, I'm not trying, and I don't want anyone to come out of this episode and think that, you know, all black people are assholes or all, you know, uh, white people that are in, are in biker gangs are assholes. I don't want any of that coming out, Okay. What I'm attacking here is, isn't the fact that it's a race thing. It's, I'm attacking what the fucking mentality is. Like, how do you attack that? How do you, how do you fix that situation? You know, you can say, call the cops. What the hell, the hell what the hell are you going to do? The cops going to come in and, you know, everyone's already left because you called the cops on them. <laughs> and then, you know, what are they going to do? There might be one of those motherfuckers that has a, bug up his ass and get pissed off that he actually called the cops on him and he might come back and you know shoot up the fucking bar you know 
And it's like, it's not about the property, especially not to me. Even though I work very close with our boss, I do art and graphics for him. Where he did this in my muse, you know. I mean, he's a really he's a good boss. He's treated her very well. Um, he slacks a little bit here and there, but he always also owns another bar, so he has to split his time. So I understand, even though sometimes she doesn't. But damn, man, it's like how do you how do you combat that? You know, you can't talk about it without someone screaming. It's just like, oh, you're a racist. Okay, so you just let people do run roughshod over whoever the fuck they want without, without any kind of repercussions. Like I said, I'm glad the three dudes that were there tonight that were regulars. Like, they're friends of mine. I'm glad they were there. You know? I'm really glad they were there. What, one of them, not named names, even told Kayla, it's like, you need to call Zach, get Zach down here. You need, you need, to, tell, you need to tell your husband-to-be to get down here. And she's like, no, no, I'm not going to do that. <clears throat> which I was passed the fuck out anyway at the time that she said all this shit was going down. I would have gone. I probably would have been strapped. But, you know, realistically, that was probably the right call on her because it probably would have escalated into something a lot worse. Because I don't really give a shit. I'm an introvert. But when it comes down to protecting what's mine, as far as, like, if you're threatening my future wife, I don't care. There's nothing that's going to stop me from getting to your ass. I'm sorry. There's very little in this world that will fucking stop me from ripping you a new asshole. And it sucks because the most, it seems like, in every other bar that I've worked with, the, the, the deterrent for things like this is having bouncers 24-7. The problem is, is if you don't own an upscale bar, you know, you don't, ha you don't make, like, all the bars I know that can afford that um, are like downtown, like next to the courthouse where, you know, lawyers and politicians and judges will come on lunch and they'll tip $100, $200 and they'll like rack up a huge ass tab. You know, they make really good money at those bars in the, in the downtown area. So they can afford, you know, uh, they can afford bouncers 24 seven, you know, keeps all the riffraff out, you know doesn't matter who you are or what you look like. If you come bringing any trouble, they'll just stop you at the door. You know, it makes me understand why bars have, like, dress codes. Like, you can't wear this in or that in or, you know, like, baggy pants or whatever. It's like, or, like, freaking, like, uh, 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 biker jackets or whatever. Like, they have all these rules. And I always wonder, like, why? That's why. This is exactly why. I learned that a long time ago. When I was younger, when I first started going to the bars, I seen that and I was like, that's kind of prejudice, don't you think? I was a lot more liberal or a lot more leftist back then. Nowadays, it's like, actually, after seeing not ha seeing that, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's about right. That's about right. I don't know. Maybe that's what, maybe that's what uh, our boss needs to do is just start having a dress code up there. But then again, you don't really want that because there's a lot of people that the one thing that he prides that bar on is that they have people from all walks of life, all ages, sexes, colors, everything come in there, all political backgrounds, and they all chill and have a good time and have good laughs. That's why I love that bar, you know? Like, don't get me wrong, her boss is a straight-up Republican, but he believes in everybody should come together and hold hands and sing Kumbaya, you know? Everybody's equal to him. And, you know, bless him. He's, a, he's, a, he's an Indian Im immigrant, 
come over here, the first generation, like is half the time is the story, you know, you, they come over here, bust their ass, work their ass off, make great businesses for themselves. And he believes in the American dream. He believes in the melting pot. He believes in all that. But like the upscale bars, to be honest with you, most of them just cater to white people. Because it's like, it's, they still have problems with some of them. Because like I said, there's still bad apples and they'll be dressed in really nice clothes. But you know, I don't know. I just don't know what the fuck to do. I just don't know what the fuck to do. This is my venting block. This is what I do. I come here to vent. I come here to bitch and rage and moan. But it's like, like I said, in the real world, um, like in the situation there tonight, it's like the three guys that were there were calling them out on their behavior, calling them the N-word, calling them all this other shit. But they could get away with that because they're black. And they were much older than they were. And they were saying, you need to show respect. If you want to do that, you can get the hell out. This is a community bar where we're a part of the community and we're telling you to get the fuck out. Bartender says you're gone. We're closing up. It's closing up. Ta-ta, bitch. And they called, it, they called them out for it. But they, like I said, if there were anybody else, there was regulars there. You know, if there were... If there were couple white folks or even Hispanic folks sitting there that were regulars you know they couldn't get away with that they wouldn't get away with that at all they probably would have just got jumped and that's just personal experience anecdotal experience all the way back the last like 12 13 years that's how it's always is always is and the and the point and, the, and it's funny because it's like, realistically, it all came down. I was talking to her about this before she went to bed. It all came down to, like, when she took over being bar manager, she hired a new bar t- bartender. Um, it was a really nice black woman. She was really nice, really good work ethic, really super sweet. Um, everybody loved her that came in there. Problem was, her boyfriend was in, in a gang. So her boyfriend came up there, seen him what the spot was like. The next time she worked, he brought like five of his friends. And it turns out the same gang that he's in keeps coming back there. And that's the problem. And she ended up quitting. Well, she got fired. But she practically quit herself because she just stopped doing her job half the time. And she told my fiance that she wasn't doing it because she wasn't making, money, making the money that um, my fiance told her she'd make. Why wasn't she making the money? Because the bar was full of people that weren't tipping. You know? And I told her fiance, I'm like, from now on, it doesn't matter who you hire, you make sure they know somebody that's in a gang, they don't invite them there. You know? Because once gangs start moving in, they're like, I ain't got to tip nobody. Fuck these bitches. It's like, and then they get, don't understand why they get treated like shit. Like, ta-ta, motherfucker, get out. I don't know if anybody, if this might be news to people. And this is what bothers the fuck out of me, because half the people that listen to media online like I do listen to people that are fucking rich, that sit in their fucking houses all day and don't have any real-world experience in, like, lower 
lower middle class or even lower class establishments. You know, they don't understand how people actually are. You know, which drives me fucking up the wall. It's like they'll say, oh, well, that's not how the world really is. Motherfucker, come down to it. Go, go to your local dive bar. Go find a, lo- a regular old local dive bar. Go in there at like 1230 and just sit there and watch. Might not happen the first night you go in there. It definitely generally doesn't happen on weekday, weekday week, or weekend nights. It's mostly weekday nights because they know there's an empty bar they can go in and take over. Go there and just watch. See how you're treated. See how you like it. No. Just saying. Most people that are middle class or higher don't understand how the real world world works, how the majority of people are. They just fucking don't. And the shitty thing is, is like I said, you can't say anything about it. You can't make specific rules for specific types of people because that's racist. And beyond the race thing, even any time that you fuck with a gang or try to, like, kick them out of anywhere, you always run the risk of your place getting shot up. You always run that risk. Happened to other bars that I worked with. They sit there and start stomping their feet, pissed off like fucking children that they didn't get their way or couldn't hang out of a place, so nobody can. Fuck it. Fucking retards. And if you listen to this right now and you happen to be in a gang... Doesn't matter what color you are or what type of gang it is, fuck you. Grow the fuck up and go get a goddamn job. It's like, trust me, I know. The whole felony system especially is bullshit. But here's a fucking idea. Stop doing fucking shit that's wrong. And if you already have a felony and you're trying to clean up your shit, get whatever fucking job that you can. Save all the money you fucking can to build up your own business and get the fuck out of the hole. Everybody has that opportunity. Might be hard as fuck, but this is an American motherfucker, and everybody has that opportunity to get out of the hole. It's like my fiance, her dream one day is to open up her own bar. And whereas she has her own funds that she's setting aside for that, and I'm helping her out when I can. And I told her, I was like, we can run it together. I don't care what you care, whatever you want to do. But, you know, like I said, she has a felony. And she's out there working her ass off, trying to build her life back up from one stupid thing that happened that she's going to suffer for for the rest of her life. But she doesn't give up and say, fuck it, I'm going to treat everybody else like shit because the society shit on me. And then play the victim card. Even though, technically speaking, I mean, <laughs> she is a woman, and women have been shit on for all of human history, comparatively speaking to, you know, I don't know, um, a couple hundred years in black people's cases. Or, you know, I don't even know if biker gangs think that they ever have been shit on. I mean, yeah, the cops have been really hard on them, but I don't really think they've ever think they've been shit on. I don't know. Like I said, people are going to listen to this and probably think I'm racist as fuck. I'm not, because, like I said, I know plenty of people, all shapes, sizes, and colors that are normal human beings, you know? But it's like, when you're, between the whole felony thing, pushing them a certain direction, between the fucking, and that, and, and fucking 
ghetto-ass fucking culture, or, you know, I don't want to say toxic, toxically masculine culture, where it's like, oh, I got to be, 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 you know, be the big biker dude, come in there and fucking, it's my place and this is my woman. All Between all that stupid shit, you know, that people would rather spend their time engrossing their con- their consciousness in, it, it, it's like, fuck. If even 10% more people were actually trying to do something with themselves instead of just trying to act like they are something without putting in any of the fucking effort, the world would be a lot better of a place. And there'd be a hell of a lot less scared-to-death fucking bartenders and publics and servers. Because this shit happens a lot. It's like... I can't speak for how it is in any other states. I can speak how it is here in northern Illinois. And this is how it is. You know, and if you live in northern Illinois, southern Wisconsin, you know exactly what the fuck I'm talking about. If you don't, and you live in some gated community or some posh neighborhood, or you live at your home with your parents and you've never gone to a bar that hasn't had a bouncer, well, you're not going to experience any of this shit. So, shut the fuck up. You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. So, I'll never forget the first time it ever happened to me. It was when I first got my first apartment years ago. And I went to a bar that was like maybe three houses away. Like, it was like such a short walk from my house. Not very healthy for me because, you know, I could just go out there, get drunk, and stumble home perfectly safe every, you know, every other night whenever I was on a binger. But, yeah, my 20s weren't the greatest time in my life. Anyway, when, when, I, when I got, I still remember, you know, I was going there for a while. It was a good mix of people. Well, like the current bar my fiance's at. And, you know, they were all having a good old time. You know, and then it's like, I remember one night I went up there. And it was very quiet. There was like three people in the whole bar, and I was talking to the bartender. You know, she was a nice girl. This is a black girl. I think she was more mixed. But... This is, this is the first instance in which I was like, I was like, I figured, you know, you kind of assume that, you know, maybe a white bartender, man or woman, doesn't matter, would be a little bit racist if a group of like 15 black dudes randomly showed up at the bar. But 15 black dudes randomly showed up at the bar and she looked over at him coming in and she's like, oh, fuck, there goes my tips for the night. This is not going to be a good night. I'm going to end up closing up early. Like, he said that straight out the freaking gate. You know, and I was only there for another, like, 20, 30 minutes because <clears throat> it was in, it was impossible to, it was impossible to co- talk to anybody else. You know, they turned the jukebox all the way up to maximum. They were, run, they were running around knocking people over and shit. It was, it was just a, it was a shit show. That's the best way I can say it. it was a shit show. So I just looked at her. I was like, Tamika, I'm sorry. I really am sorry. She's like, it's not your fault. It's not your fault. It's like, okay, I'll see you later. Um, but I left. I went out the back. Paid my tab, went out the back. And uh, it was probably like three weeks later. Um. I was at work, I come home, and uh, I worked second shift back then, I came home, it was probably about, I don't know, 
twelve thirty or so when I got when I got back to my apartment, and the bar was swarmed with cops and everything. Uh, I just kind of walked over there to the police line and peeked over. The whole front of the bar was littered with bullet holes. It was like that bar was closed down for like it was a while because they were trying to get everything fixed and whatnot, and the bar owner almost didn't open up open it back up. But uh, you know, I was friends with Smeek on Facebook. I don't know, she may, maybe she'll hear this one day and she'll be like, "Oh shit," you know. And she was okay, but um, she had told me that you know she kicked those guys out that night. They came back um, a few nights later and uh, flashed a gun when I tried to kick them all out. So I called the cops, and then you know, however much time, a week later or something like that, a few days later, that shit happened. It's like, that's what happens. She's like, so now I don't have money or any tips to take care of my kid. I don't have anything. You know, rent's coming up. What the fuck am I going to do? You know, type of thing. It's like, people like that don't give a fuck. You know? You know when I grew up, it was like, if you want to be respected, you earn the respect. You don't just expect to get the respect. And then shit on everybody and expect to get it anyway. You know, you got to be good to people first. You got to be respectful to people first to get the respect from them. But I guess that's not how gangs work nowadays. Fuck my life, right? Mm. <sighs> like I said, I don't want anybody coming out of this. Like, if you have similar experiences, you know, cool. We can relate to each other. Awesome. But at the same time, this is my venting block. This is where what I do. When I don't know where else to fucking talk to, who else to talk to about the shit. Because I really don't have anyone else to talk about about the shit. Because realistically, it's like, I'm not going to go to the bar and start talking to the regulars about it. You know, because I don't want the, I don't, like in this instance, it was a black gang. I don't want the regulars, I don't want the, the white regulars to be like, oh shit, this is either... You guys are racist, or oh god, there's gangs coming to this bar. Well, I don't want to come back anymore. And I don't want the black regulars and the Hispanic regulars. I don't want any of them, you know, sitting here, you know, listening to me go on this freaking rant and thinking, you know, and seeing me in a different light. Because it's like I've, I've been friends with them for a long time, and nothing's bad come up. None of this shit's come up. Race has never been a, never been a part of it. We co- joked around culturally and shit like that. Because that's what we do. That's old school. But it's like, I don't I don't want to bring it up to them. Like I said, half the people who listen to this are like, oh, you racist motherfucker. Honestly, at this point, after tonight, I'm so worked up about it, I don't give a fuck. You can think I'm racist if you want to. I don't care. Like, it's... But this, again, that's why I kept on bringing up biker gangs. Because biker gangs, gangs will do the same shit. And they're mostly white. So, you know... Stupidity doesn't wear a certain skin color. But <clears throat> with how society is structured, there is certain skin colors that can use their skin color as a weapon against anybody that will criticize them, which means they can just do whatever the fuck they want. And they're getting made worse and worse and worse. It's like literally where her bar is, there's another hookah bar like maybe 50 yards away, well, maybe like 100 yards away, in the same parking lot on the other side of the parking lot. <coughs> And 
They'll go over there, get kicked out, and then go over to the, her, her bar and get kicked out. How do you get, how, when you get kicked out of every bar that you and your group go to, what's your first clue that you're not welcome there? What's your first clue that you're not, that you, that should be the first clue that you're the fucking problem? It's like shit. It's like, it's like she was saying, it's like every regular that she had there that was a decent tipper that would make her night worth actually being there or any bartender's night worth being there was run out by them. So replaced with them just ordering a bunch of fucking high pr- price shit. I told her honestly what she should do. One thing she could do is sit there and double the price of all that, all that shit they normally drink. You know, double it. Tell them, like, all right, it'll be like $45. I want to say, $45? They're like, yeah, take it or go. You know, they run out of money or they can't afford it. Well, that time, motherfucker. And then just whatever it is over what the normal is, just keep that as a tip, as a tip. Because what's going to happen is, is they pro- most of them, because this is what I thought about too, because like I've been up to places like in Wisconsin, like they have a, a big ass fucking venues for music, music shows and stuff like that. Um, and the bartenders there normally charge about 13 bucks a drink. It's high, but I also found out the drinks normally cost about like $10. But what they do is they charge $13 so they can get their tip out of it because otherwise they don't get tipped. So... And there's places in Chicago that are the same way. So if these guys happen to be coming from one of those other places, they probably just think it's part of, part of it, you know? And so I was like, you may as well just charge them whatever you want as a tip, too, so you're getting compensated, you know? You know, whether you add five bucks a drink or ten bucks a drink, take your pick, whatever, whatever. If you want to keep them from coming there, just double the price of everything. I don't know, maybe that is a good idea. But, I don't know, either way, the whole non-tipping thing, I know people, I know people that live in Rockford all their fucking life and they never tip. So it's like, it's, it's not just that reason, but it's like, if that's where they're from, that's what they're used to, then I guess that's what you need to start doing. You need to start charging them with the tip included. That way you get all the money and you don't need to worry about it. You know, they can be pissed off all they want. Like, that's what you gotta pay, dude. Sorry. I don't know. I've been ranting about this enough. I feel better. I feel better that I got it off my chest a little bit. But, like I said, there's probably going to be people pissed off that I'm talking like this, but it's like, like I said, when society gives a certain group of people, and obviously I'm more pissed off at the black gangs for this shit because in the 13 years I've worked for bars, it's happened almost exclusively with them. I just know there's instances of biker gangs doing the same shit. So... I was trying to bring them in as a counterbalance. If you have society telling a certain group of people they can do whatever the fuck they want, and that's all it is to it, it's kind of shitty. Anyway, y'all have a good night. Take it easy. Cheers. Thanks for listening to my podcast. As always, I am the Honorable Bovine. You can follow me on Twitter at Honorable Bovine. You can send me an email. I'm sure, I'm pretty sure my... Email is still in the description of this podcast. If you wonder about me, just a really quick summary, considering this is the end of the video and ain't nobody listening to this anyway. Um, I'm a regular old worker, 9 to 5, well, really 1 o'clock in the morning until like 10 o'clock in the morning. Uh, worker, uh, super first shift. I commute 
an hour to work and back, a low-income household, always look at things from the bottom up, more of a centrist, center-right, socially, center-left, um, economically. I don't, uh, I don't play any of the political games. It's, I look at things and tell you how it is. I try to analyze things from as unbiased of a position as I possibly can. I'll always, if I defend one side, I'll always find a way to defend the other for the same, for similar things. So if this is more of what you like, come on back and see me again. Have a good day.